With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time is flying, man. It's already week 12. <laughs> it like, like yesterday, we was, uh, it was uh, Labor Day. Now, you know, it's time to buy Christmas gifts and stuff. Well, slow down, calendar. Um, I'm I'm one of the religions that don't buy Christmas this year. <laughs> Just this year. Send me a pamphlet. I, I want to stop buying gifts. I want to stop buying gifts too. You can be a Jehovah Witness too. <laughs> you don't have to acknowledge anybody's birthday or Christmas the rest of the year. I'm you can start you. being a. You can you can start being a, a back to yourself in uh, January first. I'm gonna start Valentine's Day weekend. <laughs> After Val- you you right you right February fifteenth uh it's time to drop the Jehovah Witness fact. <laughs> Not a part of my religion, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're both pretty pretty happy with Justin Fields' performance in Week Eleven. His first game back played played pretty well against the Detroit Lions. Um, a strong defense. Yeah, you know we. Again, you know, Bears find a way to lose games in historic and hilarious fashion. But other than that, we were pretty pretty happy with what we saw from our quarterback. Moving forward, what do you think he has to do to Vince Pose that he's the guy going forward, get that contract extension, and make sure nobody is drafted for his spot? Got to stay healthy because – Health is wealth, and your best ability is your availability. So he cannot get nicked up down the stretch. They need, first and foremost, a quarterback that's going to be um, behind center 17 games, at least 15. So he has to protect himself. Uh, one of the things uh, I don't think I discussed uh, about the Lions game, um, there was no reckless behavior really from Fields because he got himself hurt in that Vikings game. That He was reckless all game. He took unnecessary hits. Uh, he didn't take unnecessary hits against the Lions. Even when I thought he could have got a couple extra yards, he erred on the side of caution. He slid. There was even one uh, play where he got inside the five, and instead of fighting for that, uh, you know, for that goal line, he he slid. So I'm not mad at that because your quarterback is important. Don't get hurt, please. I remember there was one year we had uh we were actually playing good football. It had to be 2011 with Jay Cutler in that Chargers game, and he threw a pick. And chased down the um, oh, yeah. the interceptor and hurt his thumb, and we went 
we were actually we were playing good football and we went seven and three and the rest of the seat rest of the way we went one in five missed the playoffs that was a layup playoff year because uh, it was a pretty favorable schedule so he's got to stay healthy and um I think he has to have I think he has to have six good or at least six good six solid performances and maybe three performances like like the commanders Broncos game minus the last couple series, but he has to have, he has to have some, some, some really strong performances that will convince polls. Cause as of now, if the season ended today, um, I like Justin, I, I want him to redeem himself and prove to be the franchise quarterback. But if I was sitting in, in as the GM, I would probably have to draft a quarterback. Even if I don't trade Justin Fields, I would have to draft a quarterback high. You do a disservice to Bears Nation and the team if if you're not taking a quarterback right now at this very moment. Uh wow, that's you said three of oh, three more games like like he had against DC. No, no, <sighs> Man, so um, no, I, I yeah, I, I think he has to have three three or four similar games like he had against DC and Denver to absolutely convince polls to not take a quarterback. Wow. Yes, I mean, strong. Th- yeah, I agree with that. But you know what? And the more I think about it, most importantly, no duds in these last six games. There cannot be a Tampa or Kansas City like game. No. The more I think about it, man, you know what? Quarterbacks in their third season, they they kind of do put up um, multiple games of their career best, and that's yeah. that's not. That's not outside the uh, realm of possibility. So, and his and Justin's career best just happens to be, you know, three hundred yards and four tutties. Uh, he had uh, what two? He had two turnovers with that in that game too. But um, so if he had five games in in this season where he was hovering around three hundred yards and three mm-hmm. to four touchdowns, I mean, mm-hmm. that's I'm not mad at that. Those are those are games we gotta win too, but you know, we ain't talking about yeah. wins no more for this for this season. Wins are not um imperative right now. You you got be nice. lost looking Yeah, when you be, got a loss nice. looking at NFC playoff picture. Um it's bleak. It's bleak. Even if you ran the table, I don't know if you're getting in right now. Even if we were to like you know, string together a bunch of wins and start learning how to win and um, getting getting that getting that uh winning momentum, I guess, a la like the 2022 Detroit Lions. It, it really don't make a bit of a difference since we don't expect the coaches to have to be back. So best case scenario is just is for us to, like we did last season, compete in some games, make our quarterback look as as great as he can, and that right there is the is the best way you can put a bow on this season. I, I agree. Let's let's start getting let's get some more career best out of Justin, and the chips all they make. Um, maybe we don't. Maybe we have a quarterback on the same tier as Caleb. Caleb looks to be, for all intents and purposes, to be a can't miss guy, a generational talent. But if Justin shows to be a generational talent himself, you know, I, I'll take I will I will come off my stance at of 
going to draft that going to draft that wide receiver in the first round and getting uh, another starter, maybe another tackle. We definitely can use another tackle. Um, definitely. And whatever what else was that is out there. Zones meltdown last last weekend, this weekend. What was that about? Got benched. Okay. I mean, if you, you the TV audio picked up him saying, "I can't effing see." Uh, that's never a good thing as a left tackle. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be blocking the quarterback's blind side. I mean, this thing is a mess. Like, I couldn't believe I heard that audio from the TV uh, <laughs> telecast. The man said, I can't F and C. <laughs> Why are you out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he was pretty He was pretty animated about getting snatched out the game. Hey, we haven't was... seen that from Braxton Jones. I don't even see him no. get upset when he gets beat or holds or false starts. He's never that upset. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the passion at when, when you're getting your ass kicked out there? <laughs> <laughs> you take that out on on, on the edge rusher. <laughs> that that'll be a welcome sight. You know, a little more a little more violence out of our offensive line would be perfect. A little more violence towards the uh, other team. Speaking of violence from our offensive line, we have a game on Monday Night Football versus the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings have won five consecutive games, I, I think. I think they're in they the first the game. They lost last last minute to the Broncos. Russell oh, that's right. One out that's right. So they're so they're five yeah, and one. one out on them. Vikings are five and one in the last six games, and I believe they got their first win of that stretch against us when they saw us the first time this season. And that yeah. game is poignant because that was the that was the game Justin got hurt this season. Mm-hmm. What do we need to do differently? Well, what do we need? What do we need differently out of this offensive line to make sure this is a, a not a repeat performance? Oh, it's it it it's, it starts with blocking Daniel Hunter. Um, he is a problem, and he has been a problem in the North Division for a a long time. You probably going to need to use Colcom at the chip. Uh, the Vikings move him around that defensive line, so you got to identify where he's going to line up at. And you got to either roll, protect, roll protection toward his side or do a straight double team because you can't allow one guy to wreck the game plan and injure your quarterback. Uh, Justin got hurt um, being brought down by Daniel Hunter, if, uh, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, that's when he hurt his thumb. Yeah, but Dan- Daniel Hunter was correct. all over Justin the entire game. Uh, and not just from the offensive line is not the only one that shares in the responsibility. Uh, we've harped on this many times. Justin has to be responsible for his own safety. You have to identify blitzers pre-snap. You have to diagnose where you need to go, find your hot reads, find your hot routes. The Vikings are going to bring pressure again. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't install the same game plan defensively. The Bears got to prove that they can stop the Vikings' pressure. You got to prove it. I don't see the. I don't see Flores doing anything differently until the Bears counter what the Vikings did in that first in that first game because the Bears never countered the entire game offensively. They weren't able to the Vikings did what they wanted to do. Anybody on this offensive staff for the Bears, offensive coordinator, the uh run game coordinator, the offensive line coach, all three of those guys, 
if you're looking for another job um next season if you're you have if you have machinations of getting a any machinations getting a lateral move position next year on another team or even keeping this job you have now guess what this game right here is going to make or break you yeah what happened the first time you saw the bears cannot happen again um all that all that pressure that justin was under it cannot it, it cannot be a repeat performance Same thing with justin he has to as you said he has to diagnose things pre-snap a lot of those stuff a lot of that stuff was not disguised it was just right in his face and he didn't yeah, first he play of the game hey, yeah he didn't um he didn't perform up to expectation and that goes with Getsy getting him prepared quarterback coach getting him prepared to hey what do you see this is what you do when you see this yeah you know and so on and so forth same thing with the running game coordinator hey look we're gonna this is what we want to see when this is how we're gonna attack this this uh this front offensive line coach we see this we're gonna check into that we're gonna we're gonna block it this way we're gonna slide that way and so on and so forth again everybody on the offensive line i'm not even looking for a win everybody on offense I need to see a better showing. In fact, I remember when we played this game, there was a lot of bad blocking from our wide receivers, too. I think it was Mooney. He had, like, some terrible effort out there. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the most disappointing thing about that game was uh, when we did our pregame show, we absolutely discussed Brian Flores and what he's done in his NFL career and that he's going to bring pressure. We said the Vikings – did we say the Vikings – I don't remember the exact number of how much – how the percentage of how many times they blitzed, but I think we said they led the league in blitzing or was second in blitzing. Whatever the case, is high. And they don't deviate from that plan. You're, you're not going to have um, a, a game where the Vikings say, okay, we're going to play soft coverage. We're going to, you know, we're going to only rush three or four. This, the Vikings, are, they're going to bring it. Most passing yeah. downs, they're going to bring an extra man. Almost that, that's almost every other play, like you said. I mean, it's we know we know what to expect. They were coming into that game; they were the highest rated blitz team in the league. Um, I don't think much much is, much has changed since then. So, look, everybody on offense, be on your be on your square. Be ready to hit. Be ready to be physical when you're going up there to Minnesota on Monday night. Again, we talked about this ad nauseum. In fact, you said it. Please don't embarrass us on national TV. Don't let everybody – don't be the butt of the joke come, come Tuesday morning. Don't do it. At least, at least show, show competency. Every, and that's from everybody from the last man, from last man on the roster all the way up to um, get uh, Eberflutes. Show some competency. That's what that's all I'm expecting from this game and going on forward. Act like you're paying attention in practice. Act like you give a shit during the game. Act like there is something being learned. I don't we talked about it in week one. They said we needed this loss for weeks so we can, you know, learn to be better and all this other nonsense. You ain't learned shit yet. So let's let's start putting some things together. I believe they said, or Jaquan Brisker said they were sipping too much juice. I don't know what they had in that juice. You know, what these kids are <laughs> sipping their juice now, what is it, lean? They put a promethazine in their juice. Okay, stop doing the, the drug juice. 
what, what, what is it, infused? What were they drinking? What juice were they drinking before the season that had them with so much confidence that they had to get a loss against the Packers? The way they were talking after that first game, you would have thought that they ended their season in February, not around Thanksgiving like they did, like they're doing this year. The season ended for the Bears both years, last uh, under Eberflus, in Thanksgiving. You didn't end your season late January or February, so I don't know what juice you were sipping. But please don't drink any more of that juice. And if you're coming back to the Bears next year to train at Camp Jaquan, don't drink that juice again. Leave that juice wherever you got it. Leave it in the Chiefs locker room. Leave it for Travis uh, Swift. That's who we need. That's who can drink juice. We're not good enough to drink anybody drink juice, or we don't need to learn anything from any more losses. I, I've learned enough from losses. I learned they suck. I learned it doesn't feel good Monday morning or Monday night or Tuesday. They or Friday morning. It doesn't uh, feel good. And I looked up um, that Vikings game. So it said they blitzed Justin Fields on 12 of his 17 dropbacks, 71% of the time. And they entered the game um, leading the NFL in blitz rate, the Vikings did. So I expect more of the same. Mm -hmm. It's only appropriate to end your season around Thanksgiving time if you're in high school. This team plays. This team <laughs> plays like a high school team at times. So uh, maybe that's an, another. Again, a second consecutive episode. We may may have diagnosed the problem. Last episode, it was maybe they don't even play football. Maybe they think this is horseshoes where they can just be close and it's good enough. Um, and may, maybe, and this episode, maybe they think they're in high school. <laughs> the season ends. Season ends around Turkey Day. Yeah, uh, Thanksgiving. I got I got to ask you a question, though. Now, you talked about Justin Fields. What can he do to finish the season and uh, ensure that Pose not only brings him back, but makes him the quarterback next year? Is there anything Iberflus and this staff can do in the remaining six games to uh, solidify their chances of coming back? Or is this or is this Black Monday just clinched? Have they clinched this? It doesn't matter. I would. I would hope not. Um, Iberflus is what six and twenty something, whatever. I would hope that is the worst twenty-two record. Yes, worst record for a high head coach for the Bears in the first two seasons by far since what? I don't know. I, I can't think of. I'm going. We were going back past. Yeah, we were not alive. We uh, and we've lived we through thought, some bad Bears teams and coaches, but we weren't allowed to see anything like this. Right. We uh, we nobody was happy with the uh, Matt Nagy era. He, he was he ended his he ended his coaching regime with the Bears three games over five hundred. Uh, no one was happy with the two wow. with the with the second season of Tressman. He ended out of those after those two seasons. He was two games or three games under five hundred. Eberflus wow. is nowhere near those two. John Fox has a better – John Fox had what? I think he had nine or somewhere between nine and 11 wins in his three seasons. Iberflus, yeah, no. Fox inherited a terrible situation, in all fairness mm -hmm. to him. A terrible situation. And, and, and that talent was, was, was there through his tenure. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> but, uh, right. yeah, Fox inherited a, a terrible situation, quarterback-wise and just, just the entire roster. I don't think this. I don't think Pose is 
litter either fruits with the greatest talent, but there's enough talent to not be this bad. There's there's some get there's some football players on this team. There's some guys. So really to really answer your question, um, I would hope not that there's something he can they can he and the rest of his staff can do to come back another season. Um, I've seen enough. Even if they went out, I'm I've seen enough. We need a we need a, we need a reset. I agree. Even if even if they finish this year nine and eight, this nine and eight, I can't see it feeling like the Lions nine and eight going into the next year with momentum. Um, there's been just too much too much malarkey. That's an old gym coach term. Cut the malarkey. <laughs> enough, uh, enough is enough. Enough is enough. I'm tired of it. Yeah, because uh, in fact, um, yeah, I, I'm, I've got my eyes on other coaches I want, so I really don't want them back. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at Ben Johnson. I'm looking at my homie over there in That's up there choice. in DC. Yeah, mine too. I, I like Ben. <laughs> bring bring I, some I, of that I innovation. Be enemy get an interview too. Yeah, yeah. Ben and enemy. I want them all. I, false. I'm now. I'm I'm done with it. I've seen enough. I'm good. Let's bring some. Let's bring some new flow into here. And I don't want them. Don't want them cats back. Let's let's move forward. I'm tired of being embarrassed by this coaching staff. I'm tired of being embarrassed by the team in general. Organizational on uh, top of the organization on down. Uh, it could be worse. It could be a Colts fan. My owner could be embarrassed to be left and right. <laughs> yeah, we we um, don't want we don't want to have an owner that's a rich billionaire, rich white billionaire facing discrimination. Poor Jim Irsay. Um, <laughs> I feel really bad for that guy to be. Such a minority. I mean, a, a, a rich white billionaire. God, that has to that has to be terrible. The discrimination and prejudice you face, you know, being a minority like that. Imagine being targeted like that. <laughs> I dressed up suck. as a white billionaire on Halloween, and it, it, it's, it's true. It, a lot of a lot of people were looking at me, had these jeering looks, and I, I felt I felt the. Uh, I felt discriminated against. I felt the hate. I didn't. You know, it's people not a good crossing feeling. the street when they see you. You know, old ladies clutching their purse in the elevators. You know, being called out of your names, all sort of derogatory terms. Um, not being allowed certain places. Ah, oh, oh. thank, thank, thank God, none of us are rich white billionaires like Jim Percy. I wouldn't know what to do with my stuff, oh, man. If I. I, I come across like like I said, I was dressed up as a white billionaire for Halloween, and I did experience that. This uh, this old lady had held had hid her four hundred one k from me because she thought I was going to uh, mate off her, and I didn't <laughs> like wow, that's that that was uncalled for, lady. Yeah, <laughs> I'm unfortunate. Yeah, my heart goes out to Jim Orsay. Prayer, prayers Mind to Jim Orsay. Prayers, my. May he may he find peace. May he find peace. <laughs> All right. So what's a uh, what's a good final score for this game that we don't embarrass get embarrassed on national TV? Uh, we only lost by what was the margin our last Six. time we played? Nineteen thirteen. Six. Yeah. Nineteen thirteen. So what's a good margin to save us from national TV embarrassment? Um, this is a vastly different Vikings offense than the one we've seen before. 
Kirk Cousin is going to kill you by getting outside the pocket and scrambling. He's a he's a, he's a throwback pocket quarterback, and he's going to pick you apart. Dobbs, um, he has some uh, he has some some ability as a passer, but he's most he he's dangerous getting outside the pocket. Um, I thought the Bears did a really good job against Bryce Young, who's a mobile quarterback, uh, as well. And they did a pretty good job against uh, Russell Wilson, although Russell doesn't run as much as he did in Seattle days. They still did a good job. They suffered self-inflicted wounds. I'm going to call an upset here. Bears going to – yeah, call an upset. Bears going to Minnesota and win this one, 24-20. I'm calling an upset. Wow. Let me look at the line real fast. Uh, the Bears are – according to DraftKings, right now the Bears are – Three and a half point dogs, huh? Listen, I'm I'm riding with this one. I have not checked the lines. They're three and a half road dogs. I think Vegas is up to something. I think this is the game where the Bears can sneak out a win. I'm telling you, I I feel an upset, and I feel stronger about my prediction. Um, if you say that the Bears are three and a half dogs, because on the surface this looks like an easy one where betters will lay the money on on the Vikings side. The Vikings have played well. They are. Would you say five and one their last six games? They play good defense. Joshua Dobbs is giving them a spark. They beat the Bears in Chicago. The Bears are coming off a game where they, I mean, you 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 could assume they they're dejected. You played three good quarters. No, not even three good quarters. You played about fifty five minutes of dominating football with the Lions, and it all it all fell fell apart in the last four minutes. I'm calling an upset. Twenty four twenty Bears. Nice. Nice. Nice way to jump out there. <laughs> Wheelbarrow yourself on out there. I like that. Uh, the Bears have stuck on me too much, man. I, I want to jump out there with you, but I can't. <laughs> they, you're going to leave me on the ledge by myself, huh? Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I want to come out. I, I want to, man. They, it, it's too I windy. feel like it's the, the Vikings. It's way too windy. <laughs> the Vikings, they owe us a win. Because we were supposed to win that first game. But uh, the Bears haven't won consecutive. Year, if you recall last year, we should have beat them in Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. We had the momentum in that second half. Justin was playing really well in that second half. We were marching down the field. And Smith-Marset fumbles the ball. A ridiculous fumble, by the way. And Smith-Marset, for those keeping score, is the one that got the Panthers only touchdown against the Bears a couple weeks ago, ironically. I believe Justin's going to continue this upper mobility from him. Uh, He's going to have another good game versus the Vikings. It has been a long time since we've won a division game. I believe it's been 12... We're over, it's, it's over got the last to break sometimes. Yeah, it does it, happen. It, it, at some point, it's got to end. One. Yeah. How much belief do I have in that offensive coaching room that we have to not come back out there and look exactly it look as clueless as we did the first time we saw the Vikings? That's what it boils down to. My belief system in those and Getsy and crew. Um, but we don't even have – I don't even know. Who's the running back coach now? I don't even know. Um, I don't think they have a running back coach. Yeah. That, that, I mean, Maybe that it's Dante Foreman. 
he is the highest paid running back, so he might he might be double dipping as coach. That might be it. He like we can give you a verse if we need you to wear a hat too. Wow, that's crazy. Khalil Herbert's still on that rookie fifth round. You're right. I guess you'd be right because he has the veteran deal. I think mm-hmm. Homer gets paid more than Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson. And Homer, I don't think he's taking an offensive snap this year. He's strictly a special teams guy. Yeah, I think I would. That was that's a stat of the day. If Homer Homer gets paid more than more than the uh, uh, what's this more than Roshan and uh, uh, Khalil Herbert. You know what? I'm pretty sure he does. I think he signed a two year, two million dollar deal. Travis Homer signed a two year. Four million dollar contract with the Chicago Bears. Oh, he definitely more than thousand. Yeah, he does. His base salary is one point three this season. And what is Herbert? Five next season. Yeah, Herbert and Roshan don't make a meal. Yeah, because they're fourth, fifth round picks, and yeah, so yeah, that's crazy. The NFL is a wild place. You wild. can make more money as a running back playing special teams. <laughs> And as a starting <laughs> running back on your rookie contract, is that not bizarre? I would have held out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like that, hey, bro. This, that it, this is disrespectful. I know, I know. There's a this way of doing not- things in this league, but there's no way I'm, I'm I'm breaking camp as the as the lead of this of this whole room and the fourth string guy getting paid more than me. I can't. No, I can't more go, bro. <laughs> I can't go. At, at one point, Herbert and Roshan Johnson were the number one and number two backs. The foreman was uh, inactive. Really? Yeah, uh, barely it, it took snapped. injuries. Yeah, it it took them. It took Herbert and Roshan getting injured and foreman playing very well for foreman to even get in that running back conversation. And Homer and foreman were getting paid more than the guys putting their bodies on the line every week. That is wild. Yeah, the NFL has to listen. I understand running back is somewhat a devalued position because there's there's so many and you can get so many so far in the draft. But I understand these guys' frustration. That is that is a crazy stat of the day, and that is a that is a bit ridiculous because Herbert He's... will have done four years in the NFL, mm-hmm. and half of them will be so many comes back next year and they don't upgrade significantly as. Uh, uh, at the running back room, he'll have a year as the feature back. And last year, he was splitting carries with David Montgomery. So, you know, it's hard for a running back to get a second contract. Herbert will have played his best football and be going into his next contract, which probably would be his, the least valuable part of his career as a running back. And that's Why? when he gets he bumps up to a million, a million dollars next year. <laughs> nah, and there's no way. There's no way I would have showed up for week one and like without a new deal. Like, nah, bro, yeah. you gotta give me, you gotta, uh, you gotta pull me up. Uh, money. You, yeah, I need, I need a, 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 a bonus or something, dog. You gotta give me something. something that's, man. that's bull. There's it's no way. It's, it's almost, it's almost. Dante Foreman's base salary this season is almost double Herbert's. Just, uh, just yeah. slightly misses the double. This is that's the journey, crazy. man. This is this is a journeyman who's here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> but but will make more in one year than Herbert has made the past two years of his career. That's crazy. Dante Foreman is probably in a he's in a better position than Herbert and Roshan Johnson. 
I mean, Dante Foreman will be in the NFL next year. He's played well enough that he will be somewhere. If, whether he's not here, whether he's here or not, he'll be somewhere, and he'll be higher paid than Herbin and Roshan Johnson and probably have less responsibility. Highest paid running back, Dante Foreman. Five, $1,525,000. He's only on a one-year deal. so He'll probably get something like that next year from another team. Yeah, because he's 27. You know, 26 is probably is about the cutoff I, I see for running back. So he'll probably, he, he'll probably stick around for one-year deals, two-year deals here and there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's just going to keep eating. He's eating. He spent a lot of money on uh, on on rent and uh, uh and flights because he got he, he gonna be a journeyman. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Don't buy it's, a house, whatever city, whatever team you land on. Uh, probably not a wise idea to buy a house in that city because you're probably not gonna be there long. No, running backs just don't have a long tenure anywhere. I don't. I don't. I mean, what's the longest tenured? I can't think of a long tenured running back with one team in the league. Because I don't, I don't think Saquon will be back in New York next year. I doubt it. I, I know they just gave Jonathan Taylor for your contract. The chance of, of him finishing that contract, based on what we've seen from other running backs, is less than fifty percent. The the likelihood of him staying there for the the, the totality of that deal. Just shrunk a little bit today, thanks to Jim Mersey. I don't, I don't know. You can't trust that. Guy. When is that guy going to be removed as an owner from the league? This is, this is. I mean, he's 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 drinking on a meltdown, like the Clippers owner and the Reds owner. He's in that same path. He's they got to keep him. He's got to stay away from a mic. He's got to say something outlandish. Really, uh, he's already said something outlandish. He's gonna say something even more outlandish soon. <laughs> the rare Mars shot <laughs> reference on a bit on Chicago Bears pod. No, thank you. Okay, thank God. <laughs> we gotta get a few more of these old out of here. You know, when you spend half your life uh, in a country where segregation was legal. I don't expect you to be very understanding or progressive. So these the 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 the, the uh, Caucasian population that's a, above seventy, they got to start dying off. Got to make new ones. Got to make new white people. New white people. <laughs> the old ones are spoiled. Yeah, every <laughs> Jim Irsay his his greatest hits this season. He, he told he told Jonathan Taylor that uh you know you know we don't need you that was in the preseason but like yeah. you know, for, for, and he was dancing the world will continue <laughs> without Jonathan Taylor <laughs> he 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 was dancing to Meek Mill's uh uh dreams and nightmares after they beat the uh, Carolina Panthers uh he he went viral for that and then today. We already, we already talked about it. <laughs> Man, it's it's <laughs> so awkward when I see a, a Jim Ursi dancing a dream and nightmares. And if he knows the words, I just look and cringe and see how many of the words he's in the mouth. You know? Oh, man. <laughs> embarrassment. You, you, you think you, you got it bad as embarrassment? Like, what does he do? Does he edit when he gets to the N word? Or does he just 
mute itself. Nah, 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 he starts twerking harder. That's what. <laughs> the way to show you're not racist is to keep going through the entire song, not make a big deal about it. There you know? go, man. That's the key. <laughs> That's the key. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hear none of the uh, the expletives. I just keep going. That the appetites ain't, for, ain't you know, the appetites to roll off my shoulder. I don't hear N words or see N words, you know? Nope. We're all the same. <laughs> uh, I'm like a dog. I'm colorblind. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So I've been filibustering. I'm going to give my give my uh, final score. F it. I'm, I'm, I'm going with you, man. 24-20. Bears. Bear down. Bear down. 